The breath is life. It's the first thing that you do when you enter this world and the last thing you do when you leave. Now, when you learn to fully inhale, you learn to live life fully. When you learn to fully let go of the exhale, you learn to let go of stress, worry, and anxiety. When you learn to hold the breath in the face of the discomfort of wanting to breathe, you learn to respond to life and not to react. When you learn to master your breath, you learn to master your life. Well, baby, you've been on my mind. I think about you all the time. Oh, I want to see your face. I don't make me wait. Are we rolling? And even when I go to sleep. Adios, rolling. Thanks for coming by so early and waking me up today. You were, you were up. You were stretching. You were up and you were stretching. Dude, I'm proud of you, man. You look great. Have I said that? I guess I've never seen you in your underwear. I don't, I don't often go out in my underwear. Well, like you were you in. Well, I was in. You're right. I was um, in. Everything was in. But I can't, I'm really proud of you, man. Like, you have transformed, dude. Working hard. Yeah. My weight's a little elevated this week. I think I was, was 196. Well, you were up in, uh, was, you, were, you were celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving, right? It's Canadian Thanksgiving. We did a fondue, a seafood fondue. <laughs> I love that band. So, uh, yeah, good band. And um, so. Wait, uh, seafood fondue. Yeah, so I thought fondue was like chocolate and cheese. No, no, no. Vietnamese—they uh, call it hot pot, is what they call it. Hot so pot. my fiance is Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. So her family just cooks the most amazing food, mm-hmm. and um, we had. Uh, so what they do is they get—it's uh, like a broth, okay. and they just put it on the table, like kind of like when you go to melting pot or whatever. Okay. And there's a broth in the in the pot, and then there's all these veggies and mushrooms and squid and shrimp and steak and lamb and um uh all kinds of like they had quail eggs so you yeah. just throw them in the pot and okay. you have your chopsticks or your uh, little um fisher um strainer spoon, spoon yeah. thing it's like a strainer and so you put it in there and then put it in and it cooks for a couple minutes take it out put it in your bowl and they got the the hot sauce and that kind of stuff sounds tasty it, it is so tasty Turning it is off so delicious and uh, they do this. It's a big ordeal to kind of get this. So they do it like once a every once in a while. They'll do that, and it's like my favorite night. So to go to their house. Uh, in Louisiana, I'm trying to put it like that would be the roux, right? All mm-hmm. the the thick, you know, mm-hmm. stewish type, and you, you're almost cooking it in there. Like you're, it's no, boiling. No, it's boiling. Awesome. So it's got so a gas awesome. uh, gas on it. It's on a burner. So you're just putting it in there for whatever time. Put it in there for two minutes, three minutes. It cooks. Uh, if you want your steak medium rare, you put it in there for one minute and a half, okay. maybe. Uh, you want to make sure your other scallops. We had scallops, squid, shrimp. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really good stuff. Heck yeah. Good stuff. Um, and uh, just absolutely delicious. Oh, oh good. So, you had, so, that, night, so that's how they celebrate Thanksgiving. Then. Well, that's how the Vietnamese celebrate Thanksgiving. But it was Canadian. Canadian. Thanksgiving with Vietnamese But they're Viet- tradition. Yeah, Vietnamese stuff. So... I think a lot of people do turkey and stuff too, Slap. but her family's like, yeah, we don't want turkey. We don't. We want. Yeah. What do you mean? Papa. Like, oh, fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hey, are you guys good over ready. there? Now, the other thing we did was last night we went to this place up in North Austin. Actually, it's on airport mm-hmm. called Cura Rotating Sushi Bar, and this place was fun. We went with Alyssa okay. and uh, Trey, and you sit down at the table. And every table is next to a wall. Oh, and they and on the, the wall is a conveyor belt. No, I've seen this. I've been used to. Yes. So as the conveyor belt comes by, the sushi's just there, and you just pull, you gotta grab you it. You pull the plates, 
and then you grab it. It's like there's hungry, a, hungry hippo. There's a, yeah, there's an iPad up there that tracks. And this was the fun part about this. So every time you, you put a plate down, it, the plate disappears. It slides down. the. It's like a plate receptacle. Mm-hmm. And then it tracks the number of plates that you use. Mm. And every time you do five plates, they um, uh, you get a video that plays for you. So five plates, you what get a video. video? Pac-Man, <laughs> like, anime, like, con- like Japanese like anime. Like congratulations? Yeah. Like congratulations, you just got five plates. And then it's like... Eat five more plates to, get, to help Pac-Man with his next journey Dang. or something. Yeah. Dopamine reward system. Totally, yeah. totally. <laughs> so, so we did that. Uh, so we did five plates. And then at 15 plates, you get a prize. Mm-hmm. So tick, 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 tick. Hold on, they, hold they on, hold out. on. Yes, you die of an artery. But yeah, what, yeah. what do you mean? Like, there, are there's there regular? Plates. There's okay, small okay, plates, okay. And okay. they have two pieces of sushi on each ah, Every easy. plate is $3. And no matter so, what's on, no matter what's on it, it's three dollars. Hmm. Some have more, some have less. Some are rolls, some are just right. you know nigiri. And then you can order from the other menu, and the the stuff you order from the other menu comes on a conveyor belt, and then it's like ding ding, and it's like your order's ready. And then you take like so we did some ramen, okay. And then it. if you <laughs> order like awesome. water or drinks or wasabi or something like that, yeah, Cody brings it to you. Who? Cody. Cody? Don't tell me it's a robot. Cody's a robot. Shut up. <laughs> Cody's a robot. <laughs> and Cody's like, here music, is your... Spins around, and then your... What, does he get up there. to like, sweet Caroline? Um, no, no, he's not that kind of robot. He's not like an Elon Musk robot. Oh, sorry. Uh, so this was, this was the most uh, entertaining sushi meal I've had in quite a while. What's the name of it? Let's Kira, give a shout out. It's Kura, K-U-R-A. Okay. It might be Kura. Rotating sushi bars, Kura Sushi Bar. It's on Airport Drive next to 99 Ranch. It's uh, it was fun. The sushi was actually, and the sushi was flavorful. Like, obviously, it's not like a um, Nobu you know, Uchi or Nobu right. or something Uchi like that. Is so tasty. Uchi is so tasty. So who are we talking to? We are talking to. <laughs> so, so by the way, this is how we do introduction. Have yeah. you ever done a podcast before? Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome to ours. This is Todd Newman. Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. He has. Before I, I always do kind of a big build up. So how do I know this amazing person? Big anticlimactic. I had a, uh, a friend in my life. I still have this friend in my life. And she really challenged me one weekend to do breath work because I thought I had done breath work. I truly had thought, you know, I feel like I'm on top of my game. And, and she was like, no, you, th- this guy's different. And I was like, oh, everybody <laughs> says that. No, this guy's really different. So in one session with Todd doing breath work, I hit um, something that I've only hit uh, on drugs, uh, whether it be mushrooms, marijuana, uh, stuff, a really good drunk. I got this through breathing and the techniques, and uh, I knew right away, uh, it wasn't the next day, I think, I got to have you on the podcast (laughs) to just share you yeah and i want people to be driven to you and you think i'm motivational on social media this guy takes it to another (laughs) freaking level and it's beautiful and he's just a beautiful person so thank you for being on the podcast much appreciated my friend that was a good build up right now i can feel it yeah he 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 used to have this long hair like it was just Mm -hmm. now he's like he just lets it go and he tells a story about that so well, how, how long ago was this uh, this breathwork session? I know exactly for you. when it was. It was uh, almost 
almost four months ago. Okay. Teetering on. Nice. Yeah. And, and I got to say, Todd, I don't, I, uh, this is my first time to meet you. Okay. Uh, and I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sitting here, we were filming an episode and I saw you walk in and I saw you sit over there and I saw you sit down. I saw you close your eyes. Oh yeah. I just kicked it over. And I saw you start doing a little bit of breath work there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is that was were you just putting yourself in the space in the zone? Where what was that? What was that? Connecting to the unified field of information. Okay. Yes. So that any information that needs to move through me to positively impact the people who watch this or you guys can do so with ease. And there's no blockage of my mind overthinking it, analyzing everything that's coming to my mind, so I can be in flow state. Okay. Flow state. This is basically a science. You can tap into alpha brainwave state on purpose, and you can do this through breathing and awareness. And how often do you do this? Every single day, multiple times a day. Every single. And how long does it take you to get into this flow state? Uh, as soon as I wake up, it probably takes me about 10 breaths. Okay. 10 breaths. Really? And then I stay in it probably for 30 minutes. Okay. So I can download any knowledge, anything that I want to share with people that day. And then I start my day. Now, this is really interesting. And, and excuse me for going all over the place here. It's what he does. Um, it happens sometimes. But I was listening to a podcast last night. Okay. And, and it's funny that you mentioned this because he was talking about meditation. He recently wrote a book. Um, the book is called Six Phases of Meditation. Okay. Or something like that. Hold this for me. Try that. The what? Try that as a little button. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to practice something. Hit the microphone. I got this. This is so awesome. Six phases of meditation. Uh, Are you zooming in on me? Don't do that. I mean, That'll almost, be perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should remember this shit, um, but I just forget it all the time. Vishen Lakhiani. Okay, is the guy's name. Vishen Lakhiani. Okay. Okay. This is the creator of Mind Valley. Uh, Jenny's been doing this Mind Valley quest, and they have these Mind Valley resorts they're working on. He wrote this book about six phases of meditation and different styles and ways to meditate, and how he thought he used to know how to meditate, but then he started doing these things differently. And breathing may be different than meditation. Meditation may be different. I, I want your oh, feedback Todd on has this. A, this okay? Is good. okay, I want your feedback on this. But what he started talking about was he was young, and he had um, this was all about the power of the mind to heal the body. Okay, do you believe in that? Oh, that's what I live for. Okay, so he <laughs> was talking about skin disease. Okay. Acne. Hey, eczema. Yeah, eczema. Eczema, yeah. skin disorders. and Herpes. He started meditating in this purposeful way, specifically in visualizing the skin healing in the body mm. and without taking any creams, medications, anything like this. This was a podcast last night, and I had no idea you were on the show today. So this is really funny <laughs> how really, the universe he, he works. Do um, I didn't even know I was doing podcasts today. Uh, and so I, <laughs> I was like, I got all my texts this morning. I was like, oh, wait a minute. What time yeah. am I supposed to be? Actually, there? you're doing yeah. great. So um, he said like within five weeks, this guy's like, this guy needs to fucking breathe. In five weeks... His skin was clear, mm-hmm. and all he did was this breathing meditation. Well, what is that all about? Hold on. Let's take a step back. So I gave you kind of how I met him through this amazing person and was just blown away by your gift. That's how I look at it. Let's start. Let's unpack a little bit and learn more about you, Todd. So how long have you been doing the whole breath work stuff? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I think you just broke the floor of that question. Oh, did I miss a question? Well, I just want to know, 
like is that let's start off with this because that's powerful yeah let's, can you really heal okay let's go down to it on the very first thing you said meditation okay most people think meditation is a religious practice that only certain types of people do monks let's yeah let's break down the word the word means to become familiar with okay it's not thinking of nothing it's becoming aware of your thoughts aware of the sounds around you aware of the sensations of your body and when you step into the seat of the observer you realize you're not your thoughts your past or anything you've been through or the conditions of your body so there's an innate intelligence within us that keeps our heart beating that allows our digestion to move that keeps our blood flowing and that does all of these functions of the body now if you get a cut on your arm that intelligence will heal it so it can also do that with sickness but the reason people are unable to tap into this healing this innate innate healing ability is because they're in a constant state of stress prolonged states of stress creates disease in the body okay right I agree. so when you learn how to cultivate an elevated emotion for 50, only 15 minutes a day for two weeks, you can raise your immune function by 40%. Now it goes even deeper. You can get into a brainwave state called gamma, which mm -hmm. is hyper awareness. And in these states, people have life-changing experiences, instantaneous healing. If you look up Dr. Joseph Spinza's work, people who are, who's been blind for their entire life, people who were paralyzed, standing up after doing these meditations. This is the power of the mind and the body, and there's a formula to it. The fact is, most people don't know the formula. Aha. Uh -huh. So. Okay. Yeah. How, so now let's go back. No, this, you go no, ahead. This is Take fantastic. Over, no, I'm sorry. No, you and Dan got this. <laughs> go ahead, man. No, I'm messing. I'm messing. No, I think, so it, it, I'll just back off of that. I think that a lot of the spiritual healing that we saw in the 80s and early 90s of people doing that, it was that deep state. Mm -hmm. it, it, whether you believe in God or not, it was that person getting into a state of gamma and believing mm -hmm. that they could do this and it would heal themselves, mm -hmm. whether you believe in Christ or, or whatever. So there is a formula to that. But you didn't just, you weren't just born like this, where you thought. Definitely not. Handsome with a beard and this aware. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Mansfield, Texas. Born and raised is. in Mansfield, Texas. I know exactly where the heck. An amazing is. place to grow up. Great friends. I, I great, used to live in great family in Texas. Yeah, yeah, Midlow. Yeah. So you're time. right there. So you um, obviously. So you said you grew up there. Were you always aware of breathing? Meaning that breath work was good, or when did that come into your? One hundred percent not aware. Okay. Not uh, available. So what triggered my awakening? I was about 15 years old. I went and saw the movie Insidious. Y'all ever seen that movie? Yeah. The dreaming. Yeah. 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 The, and that's uh, a very dark place to have an awakening. Yeah. But I was curious about astral projection. That's what it was about. A kid yeah. who yep. astral projects on accident and gets stuck in the yep. astral realm. Yep. So I go home and I'm interested. I'm like, is this real? And then I find out the government knows about this. People are doing it all over the world and you can leave your body on purpose. So that's what triggered it. Look at Dan. Dan's I, all over this. I was, <laughs> Jump in anytime, I was blown away by this. So, of course, I at start 15. trying. Yeah, 15. Okay. So I start trying. Within a month, I do it for the first time. I'm laying back on my couch. And I'm, what you have to do is you have to remain still for so long until your body falls asleep, but your mind stays awake. Okay, and right before it happens, something will happen. It, your brain will send signals to your body in the form of, of an itch. Oh, my of, hands were too. Of needing uh, to move over, mm -hmm. right? And that's saying, hey, you still awake? Mm -hmm. And if you don't respond, your body will fall asleep. And then you can consciously leave your body. 
Now, I thought I messed up because I, I twitched. And if you move, you have to restart. So I was like, oh, man. So I get up, or I thought. And my TV's right in front of me. And there's a being moving through the TV. And this being had this pale white face, looked dark and scary. So I got scared. I tried to jump up. But instead of jumping up, I rose out of my body, threw the being up into the ceiling. And then I look back. The being's gone. My body's still on the couch. And then I walked around my house, saw my mom and my dad sleeping. I saw my little sister sleeping, and then I said, oh, my God. But you, you walked around your house, but your body was not walking. My body was laying <laughs> like on the, the couch. British, your Qualifies. body was on the couch. Yes. Okay. And you're 15. 15 years old. Blew my mind. And you, I, just, and you just found out how to do this on the internet. You watched well, YouTube. Well, no, he watched the movie. I watched the movie. After watching the movie. YouTube Academy. Yeah. I got a book called Field Guide to Lucid Dreaming. That one really helped me. So, And then I dove into it. And then I started having profound experiences within the astral realm. And I realized we're more than our body. Wow. There's an innate intelligence to the body and the spirit. So, yeah. That was incredible. How similar to lucid dreaming do you feel astral projection is? Uh, I feel it's very similar. The only difference, in my opinion, is that you choose to leave the body consciously. And lucid dreaming is becoming aware in the dream. Oh, so sweet. you kind of, in lucid dreaming, you're in some other dreamscape. You're in another environment. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is weird. Oh, I'm dreaming. But astral projection is be, being fully aware of where you're at. See, I had leaving no at idea that this where we were going so, this morning. So I am fascinated. I am fascinated. This is incredible. I know, because I look at the way with the, it ties into everything Brandon and I do, right? Breathing, obviously the sleep aspect, the dreaming. So just keep going. And yeah, sorry go for my scientific approach here, but why would one want to astral project like what like what's the point the point like why why would you do this why would you want to do this i feel and what and what, what do you gain it's a hell of a movie you, yeah other than no, being a great movie no i feel that the there's an, an inner craving inner desire in every single one of us to expand to explore to be curious that's that inner child that lives yeah. within us and that is what fulfills it. When you can leave your body and go have, you can fly. Who wouldn't want to fly? Yeah. You can meet people that you've never met. You can meet dead people. I, I astral projected right after my grandma died and I went and saw her. Now, it could have been a dream. It could have been a projection of my mind, yes. Yeah. But I said, grandma, are you okay? She said, mijo, I'm fine. Yeah. Just carry on, I love you. Yeah. And then after that, guess what? I never saw her again in my dreams. Did grandma always call you Miho when you were Miho. Yeah. 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 I, you know, because I went through it and did the, the breath work with you and, and got to that level, I wanted to talk specifically about like, cause you just mentioned it. Like when I got to a certain place, it was like my hands tingled, <laughs> but I didn't like, and then it's like, a, you're right. It's like, I was above myself. If that mm -hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. And it scared me. Like, I was like, whoa. And it was, again, no drugs involved. It was all just deep breath work and <laughs> challenging you yeah. know, breath work. Mm -hmm. Well, So I wonder if I would have just not been so scared. Like, the more I would do it, is that what you're saying? That you would get more, con maybe I brought myself back to consciousness? You're holding on to the familiar. Okay. We have this inner we always want to cling to what we know. Sure. And yeah. then the unknown is where everything is created. 
right? So you felt something different. You said, oh, I don't know. This is yeah. too much. Let me yeah. go back to what I know. Let me back off. Right. I mean, I'm always open, right? I'm yeah. like, let's go. Let's go. And then it was just like, I mean, it was crazy. So what did you do from there? You were 15. Yeah. You had this experience. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, it's just a, it's a personal thing that you're, you're mm-hmm. doing or you're working with. There's just something that became like, um, daily practice, an obsession, That's yeah, what it became. a habit I was going to say, but you say an obsession, an obsession. I was obsessed with these otherworldly experiences because at first I was like, man, this life is kind of boring. I just go to school, just live in life. But over here I can fly over here. I can explore different realms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it became, it was that because I was young, but then I realized this understanding can be transferred into my real life, that I can become the creator rather than the victim. And I stopped trying to escape my reality and then started becoming the creator of my reality or co-creator. Co-creator of your reality. So so this is interesting because there's a lot of this now where uh, from us, uh, (laughs) I'll share some personal things with you and you'll probably laugh, but uh, and I won't do it right now, but I'll do that in a little bit. But there's there's this practice of, again, breathing, meditation, flow state, visualization, um, high performers mm-hmm. uh, do this. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Very. Uh, sports. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do this. There's a, you know, in, in a way, if you watch Tiger Woods uh, or some of these great golfers, they have before every shot two to three seconds of breathing and visualizing their mm-hmm. shot, the, mm-hmm. the process of every time. Yeah. Um, and, and so still, what was it that you wanted to create? Like, and you know, you say, okay, so I went from just experiencing it to actually bringing it back into life. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm, if I could sum that up, what I wanted to create in one word, it would be sovereignty. Because we're so caught up in the nine to five that we don't get to truly live. Everybody dies, but not most truly live. And I believe in truly living as being completely present where you are. Living with the ones you love. Serving. Giving your service, your gift to humankind. And I wanted to make that my reality because in the moment I was working in a factory. Soon after I was working in a factory, as soon as I graduated high school, I was boxing and cutting rubber. And I knew this is where I wasn't supposed to be. People would stop me every day and they say, dude, why are you so happy? Stop. Like, why are you so happy? <laughs> stop. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Right. The quality of your life is the quality of your habitual emotions. And I started to realize that the people around me didn't want me to be happy. And I was like, this isn't where I want to be. Mm-hmm. These people are unhappy and unfulfilled. And they want you to be just like them. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, but you I did. So I think changing your, well, no, being control of your outcomes instead of being a victim. I love how you said that, by Mm -hmm. the way. So you start, because I think you have a gift. So I I think that I I don't know if I could get to that realm because I think you're chosen for some reason. Some people have these gifts to then facilitate people like me to get there, right? Okay. Um, Almost like a leadership. So you're in this factory, happy as all get out. People don't want you to be. When did it get to the point where you said, man, I got to share this knowledge or I need to share this happiness, if yeah. you will? So 
There was a moment, I was listening to an audio that was called Your Wish is Your Command with Kevin Trudeau. And he basically Kevin takes, Trudeau, yeah. yeah, he basically takes uh, Think and Grow Rich, but adds missing aspects to it. Okay. All right. And takes it deeper. And every day at lunch, I would lay in a field of sunflowers or uh, dandelions and listen to that. And I realized there's so much more. I can create so much more. But not only can I create it, I can share it. Because people in my family, my friends, they're mentally suffering. And it's not because there's not resources. It's because they don't understand it. They weren't taught this. Right. And I thought I could share this with them. I could give them these teachings and it could change your life. But when I tried, they looked at me as like, what, what are you talking about? Hippy dippy, because I didn't know how to explain the science behind it. Right. So it sent me off on a journey. I quit my job at the factory. And the day I left the factory, my friend, I'm driving by him. He pulls me over. He said, hey, pull over. Come talk to me real quick. He says, I figured out about these uh, seasonal jobs. He's like, here's, here's my connect for it. So that night, I landed a job in Colorado. And within two weeks, I left my hometown where I lived my entire life Man, to go too. on the journey. Okay. All alone. Because when you leave your known, that is where true creation happens. Stepping into the unknown. I agree. And those connections that I made there, the realizations I had there, changed me forever. And uh, yeah, so that's where it took So when me you say seasonal work, I got to ask the dumb questions. What, what's seasonal work? Like uh, different farmhands? Is it different factories? What is seasonal work? Yeah, so seasonal work is a lot of times it's at resorts. Oh, wow. Right? So I worked at Vale Resorts. Okay. I worked as a little rock climbing guide and a zipline guide. Cool. Okay. okay. And it was amazing. What a great gig. Meeting yeah. amazing yeah, people from all over the world. I think that's Dan's dream job. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're out at the zipline? Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a great time, right? And the people I met shifted the way I thought because they're on all walks of life. And then right. in the winter, I came back and I was a ski instructor guide. So, yeah, that's the seasonal work. Uh, ski? Ski. At Vail. Mm, as huh? an instructor Vale and beaver creek yep that's awesome I love great beaver. time i mean talk beaver about like just uh, speaking of being as close to heaven as possible yep. the back bowls oh my veil gosh there's nothing like it nothing and and i mean and i love and Vale's not my favorite mountain in the country mm -hmm. but the back bowls at Vale. Are, pure magic. It's magical. Mm -hmm. It is magical. And you want to talk about flow state? Like that's where I feel like that's when I'm in the flow state. It's when I'm outside in nature, powder high, yeah. breathing uh -huh. and hearing the wisp of the snow. I mean, it's like it's magical. So I, I'm on the opposite end of that same state, uh, Colorado. I think during the summertime, there's nothing, nothing better. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's yeah. And I'm, I'm, always been a fan and i i think you there's no coincidences what i believe and so whenever you chose to leave that day you run into your friend you go to colorado you probably i'm just guessing met a lot of like-minded mm -hmm. you know my background uh as a therapist so i worked at wilderness camps and mm. did the same kind of like-minded mm -hmm. You know, I was doing uh, sweat lodges and <laughs> and and different things, you know, to ayahuasca. experiment. I love ayahuasca. <laughs> Me too. Um, I don't lie about that. We um, should talk about that. In a we, second. we should. We can talk about it right now. Um, but I think you know, it, it, when you're around like-minded people, getting out of Mansfield and family and those labels, it probably helped you too expand for sure and go, wow, there's this other world out there. But it's still leads me to the point to where 
some in everybody's life they get to the point where they say this is what i'm going to do uh-huh right and obviously it wasn't skiing and doing the season although that would have been the greatest job ever to keep forever yeah. in colorado because i know what you do now so walk us through kind of that transformation so you go to the seasonal job in Vail, mm-hmm. and then i come back because it's seasonal i was only there in the summer and then i come back home that's when everything changed that is when it happened. I met the love of my life and I found the purpose of my life. Right. All in that same little short period of time. So I went on the hero's journey. I went on the unknown trek. I like learned that. more about myself. And then you bring back the teachings to your family, right? right? But then you also learn more about yourself and why you are the way you are. So when I came back, I also was dabbling in psychedelics. I believe in there's profound healing that can be had. It's not for everyone, totally of course. Totally agree. Right? Totally agree. Everyone needs shoes, but not everyone needs the same size shoe or the same kind of shoe, right? Yeah. That's what I think drugs are. Okay, so I took a small amount of shrooms, right? Not a Again, lot. I don't think psychedelics are drugs. I think that's a label we use. I think it is, too. So I'm just, I'm sorry, but that's, I appreciate you know, that. drugs are pharmaceutical. Well, oxygen's are, a drug. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a plant. It's a, it's a mushroom. Yeah. It's a fungi. It's a, yeah. Sorry. It's a compound. I'm with you. A compound that can transcend reality. But <laughs> let's let's yes, go. Yes, sir. So let's go. He says. Small amount of <laughs> mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, yep. right? And I. How much is a small amount? Uh, for me at the time, it was 2.5 mm-hmm. grams. It wasn't a significant trip. It was for some people, it could be intense, that's but pretty, I think that's a, that's a pretty decent. That's an entry um, level that's a pretty trip, decent amount. I would say. All right. So I take that. I go into the woods. And I'm looking for music. At this point, everything is connecting. I'm walking through the trails and the trees. The trees are connecting. And I'm starting not to be able to see the past. So I was like, I need music because it's kind of overwhelming me. So I look for music and somehow I stumble across Wim Hof. Never heard of the man. Never experienced it. So I click it and I instantly vibe with him. So I lay down right where I was at. I keep my headphones in and I start doing the breath work. Never having experienced it. By the... How about that? Yeah. By the end, I don't feel my body anymore. I'm no longer my body. I'm one with everything around me. All the energy within me is the same energy that's all around me. And in that moment, any question I had had an instantaneous answer, and it wasn't from my brain, and it wasn't from my voice. There was a voice coming from all directions all at once. So I asked the question we all ask, why am I here? What is my purpose? And that voice says, to be a breath of fresh air everywhere you go. And in that moment, I realize your purpose is not an occupation. It's a way of being. It's something you can do in every single branch of your life. Mm-hmm. And I realized how can I bring a breath of fresh air to people? Oh, I can give them compliments. I can smile. You can shift somebody's entire life with a smile, mm-hmm. right? But then I experienced that breath work and I was like, I gotta share this with people. So I became obsessed. And that was seven years ago, and I have not stopped studying ever since. It has become my passion and mission on this earth because most people don't breathe right. Most people don't feel right. Yeah. Breathing is one thing that we all do. Yep. Right? Not everybody eats the same foods. Not everyone agrees what you're supposed to eat. Not everyone agrees what you're supposed to drink, but everyone needs to breathe. Okay. And it's the one thing that brings us all together, so... Well, and it's, you know, in our unique circle here, um, you know, we're in the breath. We're in breathing. You know, Brandon as a uh, sleep dentist, me, and not only the product that I push, but also just what I believe. And I think Brandon was kind of hitting on it earlier. 
there is this movement right now, uh, we were just at the biohacking conference, where breathing and sleeping are becoming this heightened, um, heightened awareness, heightened industry. Our top athletes are, are talking about sleep, rest, and breathing. And I mean, you've been doing this for seven years, but if we can help people breathe, mm-hmm. uh, who have, maybe have obstructive sleep apnea, or we can help people breathe in their daily lives, you know, knocking down the stress, as you said, mm-hmm. um, I find that the, so we're all kind of connected that way. Yeah. Your techniques are so unique and maybe not just unique to me that that's why I had to have you on here. If I go through an experience with something that's good and I feel like it's beneficial, I want to share it. These techniques, obviously you said seven years you've been learning mm-hmm. about, it. um, is there courses? Is there a book? Is there I mean, how does one learn to do what you do? Okay. Yeah. There's courses, there's books, there's mentors. You want to shorten your learning curve, you get a mentor. Yep. Of course. And at first, the YouTube can be your mentor. Sure. Yeah. You, they you say you YouTube are the Academy? five people who are around you. I surrounded myself with all the best breathwork people every single day. I wasn't around anyone else but besides my YouTube friends. Right. Who, who, who are some of these breathwork people that you would say? Have you heard of... Uh, was energy for success mm. it's like barry margolis or barry Mar- I have not. anyways uh, side side note similar breathing visualization mm-hmm. you know and you hear these words breathing visualizing meditation uh mindfulness mm-hmm. like do you really differentiate between some of these things or do they all just kind of meld together i believe in there's pillars of life if you master these basic pillars of life you master life if you can understand the basics of everything then you can understand intricacies of everything and breathing movement transformation sleep yeah what y'all do these are all the pillars of true inner health and well-being okay and i believe in they're all used together in harmony like the elements i freaking love your energy like, I I'm, love sitting, you. I'm sitting next to you right now and I'm feeling so much energy. <laughs> like I want Told to you. explode. So obviously you, you still have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. How did you decide that you were going to, or how did you come across or come about? Well, the love of his life was 89 years old and she was a millionaire. Sorry. That's not fun. Well, she, kind of you fun. married into money. Uh, how did you come about, I'm going to turn my passion and my purpose into an occupation or, uh, you know, uh, how do I pay the bills and still have my passion and my purpose? Cause I think that's where a lot of people get I mixed think it's up. That's a fair question. Like a lot of people are like, here's my passion, but can I really have my passion? Can and make I make l- money masturbating? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and make, and Only make fans. Yeah. Okay. And make a living. So uh, that's been a journey, and it still is a journey. Yeah. But I can say I'm finally living from my passion. But it's not only my passion. Because the thing is, a lot of people want to make their passion what pays them. But they lose the passion because they're thinking about money so much. Got it. Right? So at first, the majority of my money is coming from investments. I have investing mentors, right? So I invest a little money here, a little money there. And I got lucky on one of the first crypto bull runs and just had a big Uh, win, right? So that buys time. 
time where you can deepen your craft, time where you can market and expand what you're doing. So, I mean, it's still a journey. It's still something I'm working on, but that was how I made it a passion. And then I learned breath work. I learned how I can literally help people heal their trauma, their emotional blockages, their limiting beliefs through breathing. Who would have ever thought you could do that? Yeah. And why does that work? Well, what are you, th- you going to say? No, I loved it because I experienced it. I mean, I, you know, the only other, in, since we talked about it, the only way I can describe this is um, there was a, a traumatic event that happened in, in my life. And all the therapy was great. Uh, the medicine was great. Um, but the one thing that it, I couldn't get rid of were the, the nightmares. Hmm. And so I have a very trusted group of people. And the only way that that nightmare left me was through ayahuasca. So wow. I was at my limit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big believer in psychedelics as well. But uh, so I don't have that nightmare anymore. Um, but I can tell you that just that little, that day, mm-hmm. the 30 minute window, it seemed like that type of journey. It's where I can remember leaving there just more focused, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And just saying, okay, here's the, here's the path. You know, and I think from that journey, that's why I remember it so well, is just that little bit of, and it is nothing that I took in but oxygen and air and CO2, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, that's when I was kind of like, man, I got I to gotta get to know this cat and, and not to find out what your secrets are, but that you definitely have a gift. And that breath work and the person uh, that I spent that day with is very reliant on, on Todd and, and, and attributes him to a lot of the growth that, that she's had. <laughs> and so I think that I want to share that just like with anything with the podcast, we, we meet people and I want to get the word out, but it, it had an effect on me, man. And it was just instantaneously, um, not life changing, but it was, it was altering. Like it went, Oh, wow. So I even take some of those practices and I do that almost every day now. That's I follow you on Instagram for a reason. <laughs> every morning you have this message about taking, you know, breathing. And so it's become, you know, kind of a ritual. A, a ritual. Yeah, good work. So how do you, can you share with us some of like your techniques without giving away, you know, your secrets um, in terms of, you know, wanting to have people that, work with you and and utilize you can you share some of these techniques with us for sure and i'm not a gatekeeper i believe in knowledge is free and everybody should have it so i'm not there's not any secret techniques that i have that you can't go find but i want to go back to something real quick ayahuasca changed you forever right it rewired your brain and you're a constant loop right? It gave you a deep reset. So the active ingredient, the active psychedelic compound in there is DMT, dimethyltryptamine, and it's produced in our body, in our lungs, and in our pineal gland. Through the breathing I teach, it allows you to tap into it, the the DMT within your body. Okay. Okay. So the only difference is with ayahuasca, you can be absolutely tripping your balls and you can't stop. You are there for the ride and you have to stay there for the ride, right? With breath work, you can stop. You can slow it down. You can take control because your breath allows you to be the captain of your own ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if a trauma comes up, if a pain comes up that you're not ready to face, you can slow it down again. Mm-hmm. But if you are ready to release it, you breathe through it because the exhale is responsible for cleansing us of 70% of the body's toxins. Mm-hmm. 85% of weight loss is through the lungs. 
Most people don't know that. Yeah. So not only is it cleansing us from physical toxins, but emotional toxins. Emotions get stored in our body on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. We trap pain and fear. Now, how do you feel about the body releasing emotions based on like, is this a common thing that you see um, that the body can release these emotions once the mind gets into this breath, the breath work gets the mind into this state? Mm -hmm. Because I had an incident and I I know this is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, And so it's fresh on my mind. But I, I went and saw a neurosurgeon. Okay. Um, been dealing with a lot of back pain mm. and just, you know, physical limitations mm-hmm. due to back pain and all that kind of stuff. And so she says, I don't think you're a surgery candidate. We're going to look at some regenerative, you know, medicine stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk stem cells. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this at biohacking uh, mm-hmm. conference. So let's talk stem cells and laser activation and bi- photobiomodulation and, you know, these types of things. Um, but then she says, uh, oh, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to bring in a chiropractor and a trainer. We're going to work on your posture and this and that. But then she says, in addition to that, however, um, we have this mind body piece of this Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. And she says, no, seriously, the body, um, responds to stress and emotional trauma and all these different things in different parts of the body they have mapped out to where certain traumas or emotions mm-hmm. are like, so she was like L4, L5 that has to do with love and acceptance. Wow. And she says, sometimes it's not the trauma that causes your body to start hurting. Uh, sometimes it's the resolution of trauma. Your body is in fight or flight trying to maintain and it adapts so well to get you through trauma that when your trauma resolves is when you actually start to feel the pain because Mm -hmm. now your body says, oh, okay, I'm through that. I can heal. Mm -hmm. So she says, you have to go through this mind body thing. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'll listen to your foo-foo bullshit, right? (laughs) Um, And I'll I'll play along because um, I'm desperate and I want my back to feel better. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go do your your thing. And so I get with my mind body coach. Her name is Amy and God bless her. she gets started with me and we start with breath work and we're breathing and we're breathing and we're breathing. And she's, you know, got that voice that just puts me in this place. And she says, I want you to focus on like a time when you were frustrated, a time when you were upset, a time when you felt pain. And what does that feel like, you know, in your body? What does your body feel? Mm -hmm. And I said, I I feel tight Mm -hmm. here. I feel pain here. I feel tightness here. My jaw, Mm. my jaw hurts. My jaw feels Mm -hmm. tight. And she starts working me through and she starts working on this like timeline. She says, put your finger on this edge and drag it across to here. And I want you to stop when you feel that tightness in your jaw. And the whole time she's keeping me on my breathing. Mm -hmm. She's keeping me in this breath work. So I'm, I'm in this breath work. I'm in this breath work. And and somehow my logical brain loses track of the fact that this is all foo-foo bullshit, right? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just in this moment. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, and so I'm, my finger stops. And I'm feeling this incredible, like, strong, mm-hmm. the jaw, the tightness, the anxiety, everything. The, like everything. everything. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. in this moment and I'm just sitting in a fucking room but I'm feeling all this stuff yeah. and and within about 20-30 minutes as we dug a little bit further not only am I feeling this but I am literally 
sobbing mm -hmm. yeah. uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. I'm crying. I'm like, I am feeling so much shit right now. Um, and I'm, and I'm still doing the breathing and, but I can't control any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's when I'm asking about like emotions being released and coming out, mm -hmm. like from that state, is that a common thing? 100%. Almost every single breath work, uh, session that I have either one-on-one -on -one or in groups, there are people crying, sobbing, shaking, yeah. convulsing because energy is stored in the body. Emotions are And when you store that emotion and you don't process it, it, you have to feel it to heal it. That's what you did. You felt all that anxiety, that tightness, yeah. and all that pain that you stored within all at once. And I'm sure after you felt lighter than you've ever felt. I felt light. And, and, then, it, and then she went further. Than that. That, was, that was just like the beginning of yeah. this. Poof and bullshit. Yeah, no. No, I'm telling you, this was bullshit. intense. It's bullshit. And I, this was intense. So then I do the stem cell procedure. And while they're activating my cells um, over there, they draw the blood, they do mm -hmm. all the stuff. And while they're activating it, we had come up with like these goals and these mantras and we're working through like this emotional thing. And everybody in the room, there's like seven people in the room and everybody's breathing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's and they read and they, they're reading the, through the goals and through everything that we're focusing on. And then as they're injecting the stem cells, they're going through the mantras and they're doing this. And then as they're doing the laser and then the next day, they, she, she's like got this like visualization. I'm breathing and I'm visualizing myself and expansion and I'm sitting on Saturn and I'm looking at the world and myself and I'm not like I love it. This was the most incredible thing I've ever been through. Awesome. And and so now my question is like, is this fucking placebo effect? Did the stem cells work? Did I even need the stem cells? Or is this all my breathing mm -hmm. and like Saturn and everything else that I was doing? Saturn. But but this was like something that has completely opened my eyes. And I my coach has been telling me for years, like you need to do breath work, you need to breathe, yeah. you need to meditate. And I'm just like, I don't have time for that shit. I don't like I don't have know. time to breathe. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. Well, no, so you had Nick's like I did, like, uh, and I'm not ashamed of it, but I was just like, before I really thought I was meditating and doing the things, and I meant, so that's all. Thank you for sharing, Brandon. That's yeah, that's amazing. Awesome, but, that's an amazing story. So my eyes are open to this now, and now I'm like, everybody needs to do this. Okay. okay. I agree. So what kind of people are coming to you? What kind of people are you working with, and what kind of things are you seeing that these people are going through, and how are they coming out of it? Okay. I work with all walks of life. I work with majority women mm -hmm. because I feel women are more open to healing and more open in general to doing that type of work. Yeah. And they're way Men, smarter. They want to push through it. Yeah. They want to be hard through it, but you yeah. have to soften up through this. You have to let go. You have to allow yourself to feel because when you feel, you heal. Right. right? I like that you keep saying that. Yeah, I that's yeah. one of my favorite sayings because our issues get stored in our tissues. And when you feel it, you allow those issues to move and through tissues, you. feel, heal. Feel and okay? heal. So when you did this, you were cultivating elevated emotions. You became aware of the pain and accepted the pain. Instead of trying to avoid it and push it away, now you became aware and you allowed it. Right? The reason I say when you feel, you heal is because you store pain. Mm -hmm. So if it leaves you, you have to feel it again, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Let's go deep into the science. So you're cultivating these elevated emotions, right? If you keep an elevated emotion for a prolonged amount of time, now you're activating and upregulating different genes. 
instead of the genes of inflammation and disease, now you're upregulating the genes of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So your body can now heal itself. Instead of you being in this prolonged state of stress, which is literally creating pain and inflammation in your body, now the body can do what it was designed to do, heal itself. But most people are not able to heal themselves because their mind is in the way. Yeah. So you got out of your analytical thinking mind, your neocortex. Got out of your own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the breath work I teach is designed to do this. So for the first 15 minutes, you'll be like, fuck this. Uh, excuse my language, but this is too much. This breath is too intense. I don't want to do this. Right. Why am I doing this? See, breath, I loved it. Breathing I was like, is dumb, Right. But after 15 minutes, you enter a state called transient hypofrontality. It's just a nice big word for flow state. Okay. Right? Now the energy goes away from the neocortex and now it moves to different parts of the brain, like the limbic system, the limbic system, which processes emotion and time. But the thing is, it doesn't process time in a linear fashion. It processes it once. Hmm. So now you can experience and basically simulate what you went through when you experienced the pain in a productive environment where you feel safe to feel. And on the other side of that discomfort of that feeling of that crying is transformation yeah. because now you've released the stuff that's been holding you back, the limiting beliefs, right? People go through trauma and then they look at the world through their lenses of trauma and pain. And now they see that pain in everybody and every situation, man. And when you let go, man, you step into a new chapter of life where you can truly live and mm. not just survive. Like how much, so is everybody in the world just like really pretty fucked up? <laughs> like, I can't speak for the whole world cause I don't know the whole world. Well, Brandon, yeah, I, think, I think the question you wanted to ask is, yes. am I the only one? No, <laughs> am I the only one that's so fucked up? No, yeah. but, but seriously, like we have these issues and this is like, this is powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Share with us some of your techniques. I interrupted you and I'm sorry for that. I have a bad habit of that sometimes. What are some of these techniques that you're using so that people that are looking for, like if just basics, like people that are just getting started or say, you know, I need to try something, I need to do something. Okay. What are some of these techniques? So I'm gonna give two techniques for regulation. Okay. And then I'll tell you about the technique that I do for transformation. Okay. okay. My so work is in Regulation is like a response. Like this is something's happening and I need to yeah, I need exactly. to, I need to cool down. So let's say stress. Okay. Right. Let's do this. How many of us are dealing with stress on a daily basis Everybody. in our oh, fast sorry, paced sorry. life in this Austin traffic? Everybody. It's right. intense, right? right? So the quickest way to return from a stressful state right. is this easiest thing ever. It's a inhale that is twice as big as normal. Okay. So imagine a double sit and then an audible sigh. <sighs> okay. So. The now reason you, this works, we've been doing this since we were babies. Yeah. This is a biological response. Think about when you were crying when you were a baby or if you have kids, what do they do when they're crying? <laughs> and then they try to stop. They go, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? It's built into our system to bring us back to a state of homeostasis. Okay. So don't wait for your body to do it. Take advantage of it and do it yourself. Okay? So okay. we're going to do it. Anyone who's watching, y'all do it too with us. Okay. It's going to be, we're going to do it three times. Notice how you feel right now. Okay and notice how you feel after. So ready, blowing out all the air. Now hold on, hold on. And what you got? We wanna go through the nose, inhale through the nose. Two sips through the nose. Okay. And an audible sigh through the mouth, <sighs> consciously relaxing on that exhale, okay? So blowing out all the air, we're gonna start. Ready, in, in, 
Letting go with a sigh. <sighs> in, in, let it go with a sigh. One more in, in, let it go with a sigh. Now consciously relaxing the shoulders, unclenching the jaw, unflexing the forehead, even relaxing all the micro muscles behind your eyes. And just notice how different you feel in three breaths. That is the power of the breath, of regulating your nervous system. Most people have an overloaded nervous system, which causes chronic stress. Mm -hmm. Okay, so regulation. If I'm feeling tense, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling um, a, a strong emotion, mm -hmm. and I and I and I need to back off, this is the key right here. Is yep. there ever a time where three breaths isn't enough? Yeah. Okay. Use it as many times as you need. What do you find is a good like range? I I'm a pretty strong feeler. Like okay. I, I feel pretty strongly about things like excitement, mostly excitement and happiness. Mm -hmm. I think whenever I get stressed, it's... Are you like a, a, a three-breath guy or a five-breath yeah, guy? I think, well, just it's bring me back to the moment. So I could be in, the, in a situation, and this kind of will go, hmm, like you said, it's regulating. It's not the, you know... Um, but I could see myself just now wanting to continue to do that. Because yeah, let's, it feels I want to do good. it one more time because you're, you're stressing me out right now. <laughs> so I'm going to do it one more time. Can we do that one more time? Yep. Okay. Consciously relaxing before you start and making this breath in twice as big as usual. Exhale, dropping the shoulders and relaxing all the muscles that don't need to be clenched right now. Think of tension and stress as flexing. So unflex all the muscles that don't need to be flexed. How relaxed can you become in this moment? What else can you let go of? Most people get so stuck in their head. And when you get in your head, you're dead, right? That's what Tony Robbins says. I love it. Yeah. So if you want to get out of your head, you got to get into your body. Instead of thinking about thoughts, becoming aware of your bodily sensations mm -hmm. and the breath, the heartbeat, the tingling sensations throughout your body. This is a perfect way to go from high states of beta, which is stress mm -hmm. and move into states of alpha, which is creativity, flow, openness, and where you can really learn. Okay. Okay, second breathing technique. Y'all ready? Okay. So this is called coherent breathing, resonant breathing. And this is what everybody, if you're at home, you should be doing this every single day as often as possible. The reason behind it is because it brings your heart and your brain into a state of coherence and resonance. So now your head isn't fighting your heart. And now I'm going to take y'all through it. And then I'll explain to you how it works. So it's five second inhale, five second exhale. We'll do it six times. Yeah. Okay. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the nose, or in through the nose, out through the mouth. It's up to okay. you. Okay. All right. So there's one key to it. Keeping all focus and awareness on your heart. Okay. Imagine you're breathing into your heart and out through your heart. Okay. All right. Blowing out all the air. Breathing in for two Three, four, five, out. Two, three, four, five, in. Two, three, four, five, out. Two, three, four, five, in. Really focusing on your heart. Out. 
choosing to let go in out one more imagine a golden light inhale entering your heart space and as you exhale spreading throughout every cell of your body and allowing your breath to return to normal but just becoming aware of how different you feel just a few breaths so the reason this works your lungs are wrapped around your heart and when you change your breathing patterns to this rhythmic pattern it brings your heartbeat into a state of coherence your brain and your heart are intimately connected 80 percent of the connections between the brain and the body go up from the, the body to the brain now what you're doing now is you're sending signals from the heart to the brain saying hey we feel good right, right? now we're in a state of calm and now we can heal Okay, so then the brain sends signals through the vagus nerves to all the rest of the organs into making, making them function in harmony. Now you're digesting better. So you're releasing more serotonin, your feel-good chemical. You're flooding the body with dopamine, with endorphins. So you're literally releasing all these feel-good chemicals just by changing the way you breathe. So this is, this is how we feel that state. You said, you know... Drugs, dopamine, serotonin, the primary, you know, effects. Love serotonin. But if we can get there mm -hmm. from our breath work, from our breathing, we can literally feel that high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just from breathing that mm -hmm. way. Then w one of the questions I thought about when I knew you were coming on, Todd, is um, has, if any of our audience has done this, have you ever hyperventilated or had an anxiety attack or what they call a panic attack? Mm -hmm. And I know I have. And it was like I couldn't catch my breath. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I had to do was to breathe, to slow it down. Mm -hmm. Like, But you, you can't. So it's almost like what you were just saying with the Vegas and all. Like it was probably not allowing me to to take those breaths. Yeah. You know, um, people who suffer um, anxiety attacks or panic attacks, I would, I would think this would be the way to go. Five, five, yeah. Therapy's great. Mm-hmm. Well, no, just breath work. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. Just, to, to like you said to regulatory just to do those too quick or to catch uh, those people who have that those triggers mm -hmm. those people who are depressed mm -hmm. we just talked about you yep. take a serotonin reuptake inhibitor mm -hmm. Lexapro um, to try to trigger those right um, so by reaching the serotonin and getting to those levels it's all about breathing so mm -hmm. it, it's unique that you said this and how you started really got me going thinking i was like man you cut yourself and eventually heals i'm not saying we grow a finger back yeah but we heal we're automatically the body is we're getting in the way of the body of healing you said mm -hmm. we get in our body's way of healing itself exactly um so i'm just curious with what i just kind of threw at you do you do you have uh what do you call them Patients, customers, do you have people that come clients, to you? Clients, students. Clients that, that come to students you that, students, yeah. Breath, that, that come students. to you that have depression or that have these anxiety or panic attacks. Is that an area where you're comfortable working with? 100%. Uh, I feel that our body and our brain is the most amazing pharmacy ever created. It can give you a concoction of any, basically, chemical that you need to heal your body but you gotta get out of those stressful states. Depression and anxiety are two different types of stress, mm -hmm. right? Anxiety is so much is happening, you're in a high 
high state, so you feel stressed. And depression is feeling like you don't have any energy. You don't have nothing. So you, you're stressed out because you feel like you can't do anything, mm-hmm. right? But both of those have corresponding breathing patterns. Usually when a person is depressed, they're holding their body like this and they're breathing short and shallow into the chest, triggering mm. that sympathetic response, which is your fight or flight, your stress mm-hmm. response, right? So for them, if they would just put their shoulders back, when you change your physiology, you change how you feel, you change how you breathe, you change what chemicals are being released. For them, they need more energy. So they're breathing in deeper inhales and letting go and just allowing it to release. But for people with anxiety, if you have anxiety or panic attacks, you need to understand this. Take a deep breath is not good advice. What you need to do is slow it down and actually hold your breath on purpose, right? So you need to take an inhale, that's about four seconds, hold for seven seconds and exhale for eight seconds. So what that's allowing you to do is tap into the parasympathetic response, rest and digest, restore and repair. So now you can get out of those high states of stress and you can recoup, recoup. So when people have panic attacks and they're hyperventilating, what they're doing is offloading massive amounts of carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. So they try to breathe in to get more oxygen, but what they really need is to up that carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's when you hold your breath, you raise your levels of carbon dioxide. So for anyone who has anxiety or panic attacks, four, seven, eight is the technique you should be doing anytime you get it. So so I used to, you know, I guess maybe just because movies, but like when someone has that, they do the, the brown bag or the breathing mm-hmm. into a sack. Well, again, that- that's the CO2. So when you breathe okay. out CO2 yeah, okay. into that's, a bag yeah. and you breathe back in through the bag, you're getting more CO2 back in. So okay. that that's the okay. uptake mm-hmm. of CO2 that because yeah. you're shedding it all if you're right. hyperventilating. But mm-hmm. this way it get, gets back up. Gosh, so that's, that's the f- f- physical mechanical way mm-hmm. right. to increase your CO2. Yep. Yeah. I'm curious how breath work would work with sleep with sleep so Mm -hmm. brandon um and we had a guest on before talked about kind of a nightly routine right Mm -hmm. of if you're these type of person things are going through your heads and you need to get in some kind of state before you go to sleep 100 percent. do you have any tips for our listeners or anyone watching that when they lay in bed if their thoughts are going is there some kind of I've heard of squared breathing. Yep. I've heard of picturing stuff. Is there uh, something you could share with us that could 100%. be helpful? Okay. So I think understanding this first will w- really help them. Okay, so your inhale speeds up your heartbeat. Your exhale slows it down. Okay, so when you need energy, you make your inhales longer than your exhales. Okay. When you need to relax, you make your exhales longer than your inhales. Okay. Right, and you can add a hold in there. So at night, the breathing I do is I inhale for about four seconds and I exhale as long as I can. Oh, wow. And that's slowing your heart rate to those rates right before sleep. You're now moving from beta, which is stress. You're stressed out in your head. You can't mm-hmm. fall asleep. Now you move into alpha. You're more relaxed. You're open. You're thinking. But then you move into theta, which is the state of hypnosis mm-hmm. and the state right before sleep. So by breathing, say in for four, out for six, in for four, out for eight, if you can, you're slowing your heart rate and you're allowing yourself to fall into those deeper sleep states. So I think doing- That's like a hack that I think that our audience and I know for me, just listening out, I guarantee I'm gonna try it tonight. Now, Mm -hmm. do you think that that just helps people get to sleep faster or or better? Or do you think that they actually 
have deeper stages of sleep and actually sleep better throughout the night mm-hmm. from what the breath work that they do before they fall asleep. Okay. So where you guys are specializing, right? It's all about sleep. It's all about right? sleep. All about sleep. So the breath, first of all, should be through the nose. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Absolutely. nose ap- uh, activates that parasympathetic response, which is your relaxation response. Yep. So if you're breathing through your mouth, that's creating stress. Secondly, the breath that we're doing, if you're breathing into your belly, that's associated with the rest. Up in your chest is associated with stress. So you do that. But I'm a huge advocate of mouth taping. I mouth tape every night and I've done it for years and it improved my sleep so much. I used to be a guy who had to get up to pee like three, four times a night. Now I get up maybe once and my sleep is deeper and I wake up more energized. So I'm a huge fan of mouth tape as well. And obviously Mm -hmm. when we, we look at nasal breathing, this is a great segue. What else do you recommend for people who struggle to breathe through their nose? Mm, Mewing. You know what mewing is, Mm -mm, right? mm -mm. So mewing, you basically do like the worm on the roof of your mouth. And it's building these muscles around your airways. A lot of the reasons why it's hard for people to breathe through their nose is because they don't use it. You don't use it, you lose it, right? So then those muscles atrophy. So when you mew, you build up the muscles around those airway structures so you have more open airways. Right? You you said you work in dental practice, right? Yep. Chewing more. When you chew more, you're basically opening up the airways, you're building more muscle where it should be, and you're breathing through your nose more. Well, it's amazing the mouth tape that I went to the first time I was introduced to mouth taping. um, They had everybody in a class Mm -hmm. tape their mouth. And basically, even if you are congested, your body will automatically decongest Mm -hmm. if you leave it long enough. If you get past Mm -hmm. the panic stage of mouth taping uh, and you'll breathe better through your nose. Uh, But some people have very narrow nasal mm-hmm. passages some they people do. have deviated septums mm-hmm. and some people have physical anatomical limitations mm-hmm. and so that's where we're using airway stents okay so airway stents is a is a, is a company alaxo is the company uh they're one of our partners and and uh really i've seen it really benefit patients it's it's th- that hack that can help people with those narrow airways mm. put it in their nose open it up then mouth tape mm. and i think if you put the two together like home run yeah that's amazing so I've, i didn't know about airways yeah that's so a, check out airways stents uh they learn about them uh go to their website check it out uh you can recommend them you can buy directly from them you yeah. can physicians so is the company yeah, yeah. alaxo is the company um and, and like i said it's just one of those things it's like some people just need any tool that they can get to help them breathe better but 100 percent agreed we, we need that nitric oxide. We need the parasympathetic, mm-hmm. uh, which all happens from that nasal breathing. For of course, sure. we've, you know, we've read about this and, you know, all the books and all that kind of stuff. So um, I love but, that you're a fan of mouth taping, man. Yeah. Because that just shows me that um, one of the um, when I first started looking into breath work, mm-hmm. it's so funny that you, you'll have people that were like, no, you don't need anything. It's just your breath. But you're able to sit there and say, no, this is a good, this is a good practice. Mm-hmm. And heck, you said, how long have you been doing it? Mouth taping? Yeah. Three years now. Yeah. And so my sleep has improved so much. I love that. Yeah. And like, I love that you promote that. That's, yeah. That's awesome, man. Sleep is the basis for our recharging, Woo! right? How you Amen. show up in life is what amount of energy you have. If you're yep. low energy, you're going to think low energy thoughts, right? If you're low energy, you're going to have low quality emotions, mm. right? And you hearing the, this, Dan? <laughs> if the... 
the quality of your life is the quality of your habitual emotions. Learning how to regulate your emotions and optimize human health is one of the most important things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, I freaking love this. How can, um, how can we find you? So, um, obviously I follow you on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, for our audience. Um, what's the best way they can find you? I love your Instagram, but I don't know. Is there other ways they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So I, uh, I have TikTok, Instagram, and they're both soul freedom, breath work, soul with O soul freedom, breath work. And uh, on TikTok is where I post most of my stuff because that's where I have the majority of my following. Just had 130,000. Oh, let's go. Nice. I love it, Super dude. pumped, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just changing <laughs> Look lives. at his lives. Super pumped. Uh, I think, you know, we, we, we at Sleep Around the Podcast have not gone into the TikTok world. Um, I'm sure we would probably have some uh, really massive good followers. Growth there. I know. I try to get Handsome Dan. Just take off your shirt. Do TikToks. Let's go. <laughs> um so say it again, soul. Soul freedom breath work. Realizing you are not the voice of the mind, but the observer of the voice of the mind. Take a deep breath. Exhale and close your eyes. Now whisper hello in your mind, hearing the whisper of hello in your mind. Hello. Now scream hello in your head. You hear it? Okay, so if you were the voice of the mind, then who is the one listening? You're ready for true growth when you realize you are not the voice in your head, you are not your thoughts, you are not your experiences. You are the awareness behind it all. And I definitely want to give time. I didn't do this earlier. Um, Handsome Dan always has great questions. I've seen you been nodding your heads. You, like you got into the lucid and all that. Like let's, do you have anything? Oh, you know what? I will actually say that, that, that you can, um, I think that you can use that. You don't have to be still. Like, cause I use the two in one out while I'm running. Mm, uh, that's amazing. Huberman talked yep. about that. Yeah. In, in Huberman out, is so. the man. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's, that's really it. Brother, your smile, your energy. Um, I don't give a shit, uh, what people think of like what I do and my breath work and meditation and ayahuasca. I don't care mm -hmm. cause I know what it does for me. Yeah. When I meet people like you in life, I mean, you definitely have a gift. That gift you gave me, I could only find it in excess of other things, mm -hmm. plants or whatever. To find it in giving me my own power as someone who is pretty alpha male, pretty, you know, it was cool that I could control it. So ever since that day, kid you not, followed you on Instagram. Um, I do breath work daily. Um, and I really think it has helped my focus. Mm -hmm. I think it's helped me be more present, mm -hmm. not only to my daughter, uh, but in a, in a relationship now, yeah. which I never thought I'd be in a relationship. Um, I attribute that to you being part of that, meaning that breath work was centering mm. me and getting my focus. So that's amazing. I just wanted to say thank you for for that and also being on the podcast. Bro. Thank you for yeah. having me, you man. Thank it? you so much. Much appreciated, right. guys. And uh, normally I do a cheers, but I want to shake your hand. So thank you for uh, sleeping around with Dr. Brandon and Matthew, brother. This is amazing. I love awesome. your podcast, And I promise guys. we'll have everything um, on the uh, podcast. We'll have all the ways to get a hold of you, all right? Awesome. Can you I say man? one more thing? Of yeah, course. do it. You got the last one. The breath is life. It's the first thing that you do when you enter this world and the last thing you do when you leave. Now, when you learn to fully inhale, you learn to live life fully. When you learn to fully let go of the exhale, you learn to let go of stress, worry, and anxiety. When you learn to hold the breath in the face of the discomfort of wanting to breathe, you learn to respond to life and not to react. 
when you learn to master your breath, you learn to master your life. So that's what I wanted to share with you that's guys. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Dude, that was amazing. When the sun goes